The Torah content for this week has been sponsored by Judah and Naomi Dardik in honor of Rabbi Moskowitz's second yard site and in appreciation for all those whose love of Torah and excitement for ideas shines in their teaching. Okay, so we are back around the kiosk in the mini shear style version. <laughs> okay, so we're going to have to experiment with what the uh, what, what the patterns are here. But what I'm hoping for is same thing that we did last year, but just spread over uh, days, which will give us time to think about stuff. Um, and uh, and obviously not cover as much ground because it's 15 minutes instead of an hour. Um, so before we do this, uh, one PSA. Okay, so I've talked before about the new Shalot edition of uh, the Mishnah Torah, which is the most accurate version, which is the one that's on... Um, Alatora. Um, and thankfully, uh, because I have sponsored the uh, two sections of it, then I got a free copy, two free copies of the the hard edition, uh, hardcover edition, and one of them I donated to Yeshiva. So this is going to be kept up there by the tall Rambams. Uh, and I still like the Fancy footnote edition, uh, which we used last year for learning purposes because of the explanatory stuff. But you should know that if you want accuracy, then you'll use that one. And there's not a ton of differences between the two, uh, but it is there. Okay. So what I don't know what I want to do long term, but for starters, I want to do something in Hagosa Chuva. Okay. Um, not you know, not the most halakhic area, but um, but really quickly, okay, before we start, I want to go over the structure of Hagos Chuva. Okay. So let, let's see. So for, first of all. You know, there's the Coceres, right, which is the uh, the introduction to each section. Okay, this is a, a, a Raman trivia question. Okay, what, what was it? Oh boy, okay. what makes the Coceres to Hilchos Chuva different from all the other Coceros in all the sections of the Mishnah Torah? Yeah. Doesn't list any mitzvah. Uh, wrong, it does. There is one mitzvah, and there are other sections in the Mishnah Torah that don't list mitzvahs. But that's a good guess. That's a good guess. Yeah. Either you'll know this or you won't. You can't guess this one. What was the question? Question is: so the Ram in every intro to every section has, I'll give an example, uh, has something called the Koseris. So you go to Hilchos Kriyashima, um, and before the first parak, it says Hilchos Kriyashima, Achas Likros Kriyashma Pa'amayim Bayom. So uh, there's one Mitzvah uh, it's to read Kriyashma twice a day, Ubir Parakim Elo. An explanation of this mitzvah is in these chapters. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't say whether it's a or a Wrong. <laughs> good guess, though. Good guess. Yeah. So, so the question is, what makes the Coceres of Hilkos Chuba different from everywhere else in the Mishnah Torah? Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. No, but you're you're the hot, getting hotter. All right. So watch this. Okay. Let's look at one one more example. Okay. I know what is it, what Coceres is. Coceres is where the Rambam uh, lists, yeah, Coceres is the intro. They call it the Hagdama here. It's where he tells you which mitzvos are going to be talked about in the section. Like so he'll, like an outline, basically. Outline, yeah. So Hilchos Kriyash only has one mitzvah, but let's just do another one that has more than one mitzvah. Let's do Hilchos um, uh, Chamitzu Matzah, okay? Um, so he says... Uh, there are eight mitzvos, shlosh mitzvos asay, vachamesh mitzvos los asay. Okay, and then he lists all of them and he says, ubir prakim elo. And the explanation of this mitzvah is in these prakim. Your only hope, Chaim. Um, what makes the Koseras of Hilgos Chuva different than all the other Koseras in the Mishnah Torah? Okay, so here, here's what it is. Okay, good. Oh, good, I get to teach you something. Okay, that's 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 why I came here. <laughs> okay, um, so Hilchos Chuva, it says this. 
There's one mitzvah. That the sinner should return from his sin before Hashem and confess. And the explanation of this mitzvah. The explanation of this mitzvah and the fundamental principles that are dragged along with it because of it are explained in these chapters. Okay. That's, this is the only place in the mission story where he says this. Unbelievably so, because you would think, what other section of, of uh, the Mishnah Torah mm-hmm. might you think he says that there are ikarim that are like dragged along with it? The part of Aristotle. <laughs> yeah, the part of Aristotle. Yeah, Hilosi Torah, where he talks about the ikarim. Like it's called Yisodia Torah, but here he has these ikarim that are drawn drawn along with it. Okay, so so just background question. Okay, oh by the way, also I think the pattern that I kind of like to establish for this year's Roman Bikus in these uh, you know the mini thingies. I just forgot my hand raising. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, is a uh, pattern I like to establish maybe is because we're not going to have um, like uh, infinite time. Uh, not that we ever did. <laughs> maybe we'll alternate between like raising questions one day and then letting them percolate and then trying to answer them the next day. You know? So one question here is like, what does he mean that the Ikarim are dragged along with Shuva? Okay. And while we're on the Coseras, Oh, I, 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 uh, I missed an opportunity here. Okay. Whenever I taught this in high school, I would always ask like, uh, what would you guess the formulation of the mitzvah, um, is of doing oh, tshuva? Well, what was that? I think you meant that. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. And let's, let's forget about that. Cause that was last year's far, right? Okay, good. What would you have guessed that the mitzvah of tshuva is like what the formulation again, Krishma is very simple. Read Shema twice a day. Say how it's like, how yeah, how would you write it in one sentence? How do you write it? Yeah. I'll say what I would have said. Yeah, say what you would have said, yeah. Yeah, to, to return from your sin, right? To do tshufa from your sin. Cease doing what you're doing. Cease doing what you're doing. Okay, right, yeah, exactly. So, in other words, either refer to the tshufa process alone or break it down into parts. And you notice what he does do, though, is he says, that he should, the sinner should return from his sin then he adds lifnei Hashem, okay, sin before Hashem, and, and confess. And this is the classic question of what's the relationship between tshuva and vidui, okay? This question is raised every year. Everyone, the, this, okay, the style in my day was to quote Reb Chaim, okay? And he has a classic answer. Anyone know what it is? <laughs> yeah? Uh, well, I'm still trying to understand why the question is such a strong question. It's not. Like we're saying that it's that it's like seeing that he's not confession as a component of no the the question okay sorry sorry the the question is is we would have said what's the what's the mitzvah in Hilchos Tshuva to do Tshuva right yeah. but the Ram has two more things than that he says do Tshuva sorry that the sinner should do Tshuva from his sin before Hashem and confess so the two things that intrigue me are the sin before Hashem. I mean, yeah, it's implied already or, or, or like, it's just like, seems like a detail. It doesn't seem like something you would include in the minimal formulation of the mitzvah, you know, and then confession, he seems to highlight as a separate, you know, uh, like he, he isolates that as something worthy of mention. But the real question comes from the fact that if you look at the Rambam in, um, in the Sefer HaMitzvos, which we don't have time to do today, uh, he focuses exclusively on vidui, okay? 
on confession. And then where's the other place you want? There, okay, let's review our Rama methodology here. Uh, Rabbi Zucker advised me, okay, I, Rama in one of his letters says, you should take the Mishnah Torah and you should make it your book. So I asked Rabbi Zucker when I was Lui Shiva Booker, Rabbi Zucker, how do I make the Mishnah Torah my book, right? So he said, uh, <laughs> that was an imitation of, 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 of Chaim, um, <laughs> doing an imitation of, of a little kid. Um, so, um, so I, uh, he said, he gave me this really good advice. He says, um, the Ram talks about uh, a, a mitzvah in four places. He introduces a mitzvah in four places, okay? One is the Koseris, which we just read. The other is the Sefer HaMitzvos, which the Raman wrote before he wrote the Mishnah Torah. What are the other places you go to get like an overview of the mitzvah? The Minyan HaMitzvos in the beginning of the Mishnah Torah. And then the last one? Yeah, the actual halachos, the first halachos. So if you look at the mitzvahs, the Minyan HaMitzvos, okay, the list of mitzvahs to say, and it's Ayin Gimel, don't ask me how I remember that. Oh, because I learn about Shuv every year. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. So here's how he formulates it here. Lehis vados lifnei Hashem mikol chet shiaseh ha'adam b'shasa korban v'shlo b'shasa korban. That he a person should confess before Hashem uh, from every sin that man does at the time of a korban and not at the time of a korban. Shenemar, as it says, lehis vado es chatasam asher asu. They should confess the sins that they did. So no mention of Shuvah. Just vidui, okay? And in the beginning of Hilchus Tshuva, in Tshuva Aleph Aleph, he also says, we might as well read this now, even though we're going we're to focus on Tshuva, but, I, but this is important. We'll just do the first halacha. Kol ha-mitzvos shebat Torah. All the mitzvos of the Torah, bein asay, bein los asay, whether positive or negative. Im avar adam al-achas mehen, if a person transgresses one of them, bein bezadam, bein bishgaga, whether intentionally or unintentionally. You notice he doesn't say... Uh, that's that's on purpose. That's intent. I'm just calling that intentionally. What ones, right? Now, why might you? And what is ones? Um, um, yeah, either coerced or or like yeah, unavoidable. Yeah, unavoidable. Yeah, totally unavoidable. Right now, um, yeah, uh, yeah. You're, you're basically it's not an act of will at all. Right, zadon means you do it. Uh, willfully knowing that it's wrong. Shogig is you do it willfully not knowing it's wrong, right? Or forgetting that it's wrong. Uh, wh- why am I remarking on the fact that it doesn't say ones? Yeah? Yes, yes, maybe saying that there anything but ones is nothing with me as shown to correct. Oh, sorry. You're answering a, a different question, which is also good. Um, what? Do, I'll give you a big clue here. What do we say on in the Yom Kippur liturgy that might... Yeah, let me, let me, let me what do we say in the Yom Kippur liturgy that might lead you to think that you have to do vidui even on on accident on ones sins? Oh, we, so, uh, yeah. Um, Ashar Sandar? No, no. Well, I say that we say like even for the unintentional. Well, un- unintentional shagag. I think you're saying the right answer, but I think you're just using the wrong lashon. Is we say the ones over ratzon, right? Only Suratan. So, uh, is this a machlokus between the Rambam and our Vidoy? I don't know. You know, but Rambam only mentions Zadon and Shkaga. Oh, wait, what's the one? Uh, you were saying unintentional. Uh, and unintentional is Shogig. Yeah, Shogig. No, so Shogig is unintentional. Right. Ones is either accidental or coerced. 
Accidental meaning you trip and you hit a light on Javis. Shogi would be you don't know that turning on a light is usher or you temporarily forget that it's Shabbos. Or and that's unintentional. That's what you're so Shogi is unintentional, right, right? right? And I was asking on Ones why he doesn't mention Ones here. Oh, why he doesn't mention Ones. Yeah. Okay, but we'll, let's finish the formulation. So Kishayase Teshuva Vyashuv Mecheto, when he does Tshuva and returns from his sin, Chayvli Hisvados Lifneha Kelbaruchu, he is obligated to confess before God. He does not say they're obligated to do Tshuva, okay, right? And this is the classic question, right? He may, oh, let's finish it up. Shnemar, as it says, Ish O Isha Kiyasu Mikol Chatos Adam Limo Mal Barashem Vashma Hanevashi Vihisvadu Eschatasam Asher Asu, that a man or a woman, when they do any of the sins of man, to commit treachery against Hashem, and that soul will become guilty. They shall confess their sin that they did. This is a verbal confession. This vidui is a positive mitzvah. Okay. So here he makes a team that what is the essence of the mitzvah? Vidui, right? And tshuva, if anything, sounds like a condition which just puts you into the realm of the mitzvah. I mean, almost sounds like if you have a house that you live in, then you're high to put a mitzvah on it, Right. But there's no obligation to go out there and build or acquire a house in order to put a mezuzah there. You're saying there's no obligation to do teshuva, but if you are doing teshuva, then that's the way he's making it sound here, right? He's saying kishaya. So if so, all mitzvahs of of the Torah, whether asay or los asay, if a person violated them, when he does teshuva and returns from his sin, then he's obligated to confess before God. So it sounds like the only obligation is the vidui. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so here we have, again, this is the classic question. And again, the reason why I like to go back to the classic, oh, I was saying the style in uh, in my day was just someone would ask the question and someone would quote the reply, which we'll have to like summarize later on and then like move on. But like, you know, we have to re-examine these things every year because you get new answers every year, you know? Um, and so the, the question is like, what is the relationship between Vidui and Shuva? You know, in, so let's just sum, sum it up right now. In the Coceres, they're put on equal footing, right? That the mitzvah is that the chote should do tshuva and do vidui. Okay. In the title of the section, he calls it hilchos tshuva, not hilchos vidui. In the in the minyan mitzvahs, he puts the entire. He doesn't mention tshuva. He only says vidui. And in in the in the first halacha of Perak Aleph, he makes tshuva a condition, and then vidui the the main mitzvah. And then just let's just see if I happen to have a um uh hold on just a second um vidui no um mitzvah Ayan gimel no. Okay, you'll have to take my word for it for today that in the Sefer Mitzvos, it's uh, uh, in Sefer Mitzvos, it's all about Vidoy. Okay. Um, but really quickly in the last, uh, just to, so we can decide what we, uh, you know, just so you can get an orientation here, I'm going to take you a quick walkthrough through the structure of Hilos Tshuva. Aleph is about Vidoy and Kapara. Bez is about the definition of Tshuva and how to do it. Gimel is about how God judges the world and then who does and doesn't have a chalik on Olam Haba. Four is about the things that withhold or prevent tshuva. Five is about free will. Six is about the, the questions on free will. Seven is about tshuva on character traits and the status of a ball tshuva. Eight is about reward in Olam Haba. Nine is about brachos and klelos, reward and punishment in Olam Hazeh. And 10 is about serving God out of love versus out of fear. Okay. So you can see just from the outline that like, there are a lot of Ikarim in here, especially in Gimel, which talks about who doesn't have a Chalik on Lom Haba. So, was it? 
He's yeah. So what I'm kind of envisioning is this week. Let's let's just focus on the basic definitions of chuva, and uh, and I don't want to focus on vidu except as insofar as it's related to chuva. And I want to go over what the definition of chuva is. Maybe answer some of these questions, and then we'll decide what we want to do. You know, for the rest of the part, if we want to focus more on hilchos chuva, which is good to do during this time, or do something more halachic, uh, and then we'll. Uh, so I want to do it later on in the year. Okay. And the goal also of having this little mini here, in addition to starting off afternoon Seder, is you should always be thinking about a Rambam. Okay. It's part of a healthy, uh, healthy uh, Torah diet is always be thinking about a Rambam and, and in these small dose questions, you can like have this in your mind as you go about your day, you know? So just to summarize the questions here, you know, what's the relationship between Chuva and Vidui? Why does he specify and what does that even mean? You know, and then what is the implication of saying that there are ikarim that are dragged along with this? You know, those are possible questions here. Okay, stop for today. If you've gained from what you've learned here today, please consider contributing to my Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Rabbi Schneeweiss. Alternatively, if you would like to make a direct contribution to the Rabbi Schneeweiss Torah Content Fund, my Venmo is at matt-schneeweiss, and my Zelle slash Chase QuickPay and PayPal are matt-schneeweiss at gmail.com. Even a small contribution goes a long way to covering the cost of my podcast and will provide me with the financial freedom to produce even more Torah content for you. If you would like to sponsor an article, share, or podcast episode, or if you are interested in enlisting my services as a teacher or tutor, you can reach me at rabbishnewas at gmail.com. Thank you to my listeners for listening. Thank you to my readers for reading. And thank you to my supporters for supporting my efforts to make Torah ideas available and accessible to everyone.